So I want to know what what was it? What made you decide to go with the sperm donor? What was the process? Tell us whatever you want to know. Okay. Um, uh, this is a decision I made six or so years ago. My my daughter's uh, almost five, um, and I uh, I had four different relationships break up on the subject of having a family. I I had kind of a, a history of that, so I I decided to do it this way to just to do it on my own. Because I don't want to trick a dude into having a baby with me. Yeah, like, no. I, I didn't want to trick or coerce someone mm-hmm. or like hold them against their will. And mm-hmm. I felt like it, those are my options, you know, besides yeah. <laughs> sperm donation. And that, that seemed kind of messy and maybe illegal. So Yeah, possibly, you know. <laughs> uh, also, um, years ago, I, I actually worked for a fertility clinic and, and, they, and they banked sperm. So I knew that it happened. I knew a little bit about how that was done. I mm-hmm. I have no medical um, experience at all. I was basically the person in charge of helping you fill out your profile when you donate sperm. Right. And so just you know what's the relevant information, which is not a lot. Height, weight, uh, ethnicity, eye color. That those are the kinds of things. Oh, wow. They're just kind of you know. Mm-hmm. And there's no um, there. We didn't take pictures of sperm mm-hmm. donors so that they can't be identified later yeah. as an adult. Uh, we asked them for like two or three baby pictures or like toddler pictures. Just so you, so you get an idea of like what their face, what your kid's facial features might be like. Or at least rule, rule out the ones that don't look like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then... Um, uh, this was kind of the fun part of my job. Mm-hmm. You um, find their celebrity lookalike. Mm-hmm. Like we go online or like go and be like, what celebrity or do people tell you that you look like? Oh, wow. like so we're like, okay, I think you know you're a McConaughey. Yeah, like that. That's close, <laughs> close enough. Oh, that's you know funny. what I'm saying? And so like you get so the profile has pictures of like a, a celebrity lookalike. And then, like, some baby pictures yeah, that maybe they could be, like, mm-hmm. you know. It sounds like catfish. And, yeah, and then, like, so we kept saying, like, the, the all the uh, bio moms are going to tell people, like, oh, yeah, Matthew, uh, Matthew McConaughey was your dad. Like, yeah. that was the one I picked. And then when they turn 18 and they go to harass Matthew McConaughey. Right, exactly. You know? Harassing some random celebrity because their mom said that that's her dad. Right. <laughs> and then, uh. Sperm donors pass a really basic physical, just, you know, nothing really crazy. But if you have uh, military, if you're active military, okay, then they want that on the profile. Okay. Because that means you passed all of the, the physical and oh. stuff that goes into the military. Around this, and that, like, advertises your sperm as, you know, like, grade, <laughs> Top grade A, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or at least you passed a lot more screenings. Than everybody else. Like, so, I want like, that top notch. <laughs> yeah, we get the top notch ones, the ones that pass boot. You know, <laughs> that's that's so, funny. That's how you that's how you advertise, like, oh wow, to ladies who are planning to have families by themselves. You yeah, advertise your genetics. Mm-hmm. Like, I look like this celebrity, and I'm active. 
active military. Okay. So you know, you're like, okay, yeah, that's ladies. the one I want. Yeah, ladies. Anyway. Do they, not, I mean. Yeah, ask me the question. this is stupid, but yeah. do they charge you based on the, the sperm quality? They do pay more for active military members. Okay. Because, because they are um, popular mm-hmm. and uh, easy. You know, easier to mm-hmm. interest ladies in. I, those are the ones. They're going to be the top picks. So okay. They do pay the donors more if they are active. Okay. If they can prove they're active military. Because, like, you know, you worked in the, the IVF clinic, right? Or I didn't do at it, the but, front desk. Yeah, I was at okay. the front desk, so I don't know a whole lot about so, IVF. But with the IVF, it's like they make sure you have nothing wrong with you. Like, I mean. If you ever like, I, I went with my husband. If you if you're married and you ever want to know did your husband cheat on you or bring you an STD, <laughs> say you want to do IVF because they literally they draw blood, they take your temperature every time you go in there. Like they, you know, right. they make sure you don't have as much as the whooping cough. You know, <laughs> so I don't know if they like do they do that with the. Uh, I wasn't taking everybody's temperature every time they came in, mm-hmm. um, but you couldn't have visible cold symptoms mm-hmm. on donation day. Okay. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you couldn't be actively sick. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, they did do blood work, so they were mm-hmm. looking for, uh, you know, any STD, any, any STD anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got paid based on the, the volume of your samples, so mm-hmm. they usually, they told you it was a good idea to uh, have not had sex or, or anything mm-hmm. for several days because you get paid more. Yeah. The, okay, <laughs> if you're kind of backed up. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... So I have to tell every guy who comes in the place, like, you yeah. know, don't, you know, don't. Not as much as yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do anything. Don't yeah. leave it alone for mm-hmm. like several days. That's, don't, what's the polite way to say that? I don't know. I'm, like, more than two times you're playing with it, don't do right, that. Right, exactly. Yeah. More, yeah. more than two shakes and you're playing with it. Just yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't allow that. So, right. So I have to have that conversation with like every dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. But you know, they did they did that to my husband too for the IVF. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. There. Um, I don't know what else because there's so much that I want to know. So did you didn't meet the guy or did you was it someone you met and you you got to choose them or yeah. okay I was getting to that oh, okay the, um, I'm sorry. Mine, okay, because I, I did that. I worked in the clinic, so I kind of knew how to, I know how to vet a sperm donor. That's how I know this. Mm-hmm. Mine was a little bit more DIY than that. Okay, okay. so um, I'll, I'm going to sit back. I yeah. want you to just. So I, I didn't actually use the sperm bank. I didn't go back there, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of knew what I was looking for. Uh the father of my children it was a an acquaintance. I guess we could call each other friends at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, he we had mutual friends, mm-hmm. and but we weren't really close, so it was kind of perfect. You know, we, we weren't close enough that it would be weird. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But we had mutual friends, and I kind of knew. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew enough about him to know that uh, he wasn't. 
he didn't have unhealthy habits, he didn't drink a lot, he wasn't, you know, no hard drugs, that kind of thing. Um, he was a smoker, but a very light smoker, and I was like, all right. Yeah. I, smoking really kills sperm. It's really, it's it one does. of the, the it's a... It deforms them. Yes. Uh, so if you're, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get pregnant or concerned at all about getting a woman under 60, you should, you should not smoke. Take care of your sperm. As, um, <laughs> one thing that I heard from someone, you know, no names being mentioned, smoking caused them to have sperm that had like two tails. Yeah. And the, you would think, okay, that's better. They can get there faster. No. They like hit each other. Yeah. And they, can't, they can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so anyway, don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> if a guy smokes, he's not the one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or at least get him to stop smoking. Right. Yeah. yeah. And smoking's bad for you. Just don't smoke. Exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, so anyway, he was, uh, uh, I know my donor personally, mm-hmm. um, uh, but he was donating to me, which means, it, like, he, it, it's DIY, but it's not quite that DIY, it's not, he, right, right, we never had a relationship or uh, intercourse at all. Okay. Kind of like an interview, would you say? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've known, but we don't. Yeah, I mean, we had yeah. we're we're associated with each other, but mm-hmm. not close, mm-hmm. which was kind of perfect. Uh, I mean, we've been we have two kids together now, mm-hmm. okay. so I mean, we're fr- we're a little more we're closer than that at this point. Mm-hmm. And he decided I I did I gave him the option to not be involved or not know the kids at all mm-hmm. uh, and it, that was what he went with at first he said like I'm just gonna you know mm-hmm. cut, cut all ties it's you you know yeah. uh, but then you know he said he wanted to see my daughter when she was born and then you know fell in love with my baby girl he yeah. just like he just couldn't he held the baby and was like forget everything I said <laughs> like forget all yeah. that forget it it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm okay with it. I you know, like so cool. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, so at this point we are way off script. Like we've been we made an agreement. We had a written con. We had an actual written contract to make everything wow. legal so that if anybody challenged what was happening, mm-hmm. here's this here's our contract. Right. In mm-hmm. in writing, everybody's everybody's signature. Um, but we are so off contract at this point. <laughs> We're so. You know that happens sometimes. But as long as it's something that's good for you, right? And it's good for him, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. Like really, the the contracts are just to protect you from the bad stuff, right? Because uh, and and protect yeah. you from a, a misunderstanding. Exactly. You know, um, mm-hmm. you never know uh, yeah. what somebody thought you said when you were talking. Mm-hmm. You just, you can't tell. Exactly. That's why you put things in writing and have it notarized and, mm-hmm. you know, and then if somebody's upset or misunderstanding, you can take it in front of an impartial judge. Exactly. And he can read it and say, okay, now when I read this, it says I this. clearly see this. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah, because I know, I know they do that with um, surrogates. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because that, that can get messy and, yeah, 
that's what we don't want for you know our children. That's why I'm, I'm glad because I'm 43. Yeah. So I'm at that age where I'm like, okay, I know that I I I mean I, I'm realistic. I know that I don't have a, a whole lot of years left for at least childbearing. Right. You know. So um, I was nervous that I might eventually have to go the surrogate route, but I'm glad that I'm still able to provide my own eggs because that would be a whole nother story, you know. Anytime you share, whether it's sperm or your eggs, it, you know, the other parent might think they don't want to be involved, but that's your child. You know it's your child regardless of if you uh, signed off all your rights. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll let you talk. I just... Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. I can't um, help myself. I was going to ask, because um, this happened to me because I was having so much uh, trouble, and, or, you know, and somebody, and people would just kind of flippantly throw out, well, why don't you adopt? I mean, just, like, off the cuff, real, yeah. real flippant. And I want to say... What I'm doing is actually way simpler. <laughs> okay, is. adoption is complicated, and Very. there's a whole mental place you need to be in. I I really mm-hmm. think I I did look into it to be honest. Yeah. I did, and um, so I kind of I went down that road quite a ways, mm-hmm. um, but it, it didn't actually work out for mm-hmm. me. And and if you think that that I don't know how much the sperm donation costs, but if you think that IVF or surrogacy is expensive, mm-hmm. try adoption. Yeah, that adoption is, is also expensive. Yeah. It can cost more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people, I mean, well, this is every, uh, there is a lot of stuff on the news right now about people running scams for adoptions that don't, mm-hmm. the babies don't really exist. Yeah. But of course, people, people run scams for everything under mm-hmm. the sun. Uh, it's just another thing people run scams yeah. on. There was a, a, a doctor, was it at a, a sperm bank? He replaced um, yeah. <laughs> he hundreds of yeah. babies with his with own his sperm. Own. Which is such a male thing to do. Oh my God, that's such a, <laughs> really? that is yeah. such a male thing to do. Like, <laughs> you have like, like, how many kids do you have? Oh, I have three. Oh, I have five. I have 500. Right, I got 500. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, that, that brings up a good point. When I was working at the, the sperm bank, there's a uh, maximum of 25 donations mm-hmm. for your life. Well, so you were talking about how, you know, there was a maximum of 25. Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so if you're, you know, you, you can be a professional sperm donor or whatever, but mm-hmm. once you've delivered 25 samples mm-hmm. you're cut off for life you can't mm-hmm. which is a good thing you can which is a good thing yeah um, you know so you can do it temporarily mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so um i know you said that your sperm donor was like an acquaintance or whatever right like so was it somebody may i ask was it like a friend of a friend uh, like how did you meet this person I uh, I was working for um, Lyft, the, okay. the ride service. Yeah. And so I have a friend who owns a bar. Okay. And his bar has a parking lot, but it's really close to a bunch of the bars that uh, on the fancy street mm-hmm. that all have valet, and so they won't let you park anywhere. Yeah. I so know. when I was working for Lyft, mm-hmm. 
I would park at my buddy's bar mm -hmm. because he had a parking lot and because I could use the bathroom and hang out with people I knew. Mm -hmm. But be really close to all the bars, but you know, be really close mm -hmm. to the bars for my customers. Yeah, and not get towed. Yeah. Right, and, and not get towed and, mm -hmm. and you know, not um, get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So that was the place I was hanging out mm -hmm. while I was working. Okay. And uh, this, my, uh, the baby's daddy is also a friend. So okay. it, depending on how you want to spend it, we met through a friend or we met at a bar. Okay. Depending on how you want to. Or through a friend at a bar. At, through a friend at a bar. Okay. Yeah, the, okay. Yeah, through a friend at a bar. Okay. And uh, 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 like I said, I didn't know very much about him at the time. Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I, just, I knew just enough, mm -hmm. right? Uh, oh, and I said in the beginning, a very long time ago, I said, I don't like baby daddy. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to refer to you like that. I don't want to be called baby mama. That's, I, I think that's too trashy. I'm not going to, I, I won't do it. And then he called me baby mama for a solid month. Just every, oh God. He would text me just to say, Hi, baby mama. Just for a solid, just to mess with me every yeah. single day for a month. And now I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, he broke me. I don't care anymore. I was about Whatever. To say, he was messing with you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care anymore. So now, I mean, you know, baby daddy, baby mama flies out of my mouth mm -hmm. and I don't care anymore. Yeah. Because. It's like a pet name. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do not care anymore yeah. because he just bombarded me with it for a solid month. It just depends on the intention behind it. Right. That's cool. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, baby daddy. You meet him at the bar. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, did, did you already, like, did you have the intention of meeting someone for this purpose when you met baby daddy? Or did you, did you just happen to meet baby daddy, become friends, and then decide later, like, how'd that work? I, I had the idea kind of cooking in my brain mm -hmm. prior to this. Okay. I was kind of, you know, the uh, the thing is, is that I, buying sperm through a sperm bank is expensive. Yes. Uh, and so I happen to know, though, that uh, banking your own sperm is much cheaper. Because mm -hmm. then that's, it's like a storage unit at that point. Yeah. They're just like, it's a refrigerated storage unit. Mm-hmm. Like, we pay six hundred dollars every six months. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I was yeah. Say. It's, it's exactly like that. So mm -hmm. I had kind of had this thought in my brain, like, okay, if I could find somebody that wanted to do this and would mm -hmm. agree to do this, mm -hmm. then that's probably the more affordable, the, the more affordable route that I could take. Yes. You know, everything else is so much more expensive and much more complicated, mm -hmm. frankly. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of in my brain, and then we were introduced just, you know, hey, this is my friend. I complete randomness. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this is kind of what made me decide I was going to ask him or broach the subject. Mm -hmm. He was going through a divorce at the time and needed money. <laughs> So you're like, I'll and pay I knew, for yeah. So I knew that he needed he knew he money needed because money. he needed to get an apartment, like, and get out on his own. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so 
I was gonna take advantage of him. <laughs> You're like, you look good. Yeah, you meet all my criteria, yeah. and you need cash. Uh-huh. That's. He was your gigolo. No, I'm kidding. I'm just playing. I just playing. Yeah, I no, will no, 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 not no. refer to him as that. No, I knew. I, I knew that that would be appealing in his situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a win-win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, and of course, he looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Of course, I thought I was a crazy woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's not like yeah. you're like, hi, I'm Melissa. Yeah. I want your babies. <laughs> right. Hi. No. I want your babies. <laughs> no. No. No, no. <laughs> no. But, so, I mean, it's kind of, it, it sounds like it, you kind of go through the dating process, but without the, the date part. Kind of. Okay. Uh, it's a very simplified dating process, especially mm-hmm. uh, with a sperm bank because it's kind of like online dating. You fill out a profile, put up pictures, and mm-hmm. you search profiles for mm-hmm. pictures. And it's a little bit like that, but it's so simplified because you're not trying to build a relationship and you're not, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you're not doing. So mm-hmm. it's much, much simpler. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Once he, uh, once he agreed to the the whole process, so do you guys go to the doctor's visits together? How does it work? Like, uh, no. Once I got pregnant, you mean? Well, well, I mean, was it? Did you get pregnant the traditional way, or did you have to go through like IVF? Or? Okay, uh, I couldn't afford IVF. It's okay. way more DIY than that. Okay. <laughs> Turkey baster? Uh, okay, the turkey baster wastes a lot of material, all okay. right? That's very inefficient. So okay. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I want enough. Without getting gross, uh, I'll go oh, into nothing's that. gross. Yeah, okay. <laughs> without getting gross. Uh, you know the the little baby syringe that you give babies um, penicillin oh, yeah. with? Okay, with the plunger yeah, on yeah. it? I have a pet pig. I have to do, okay. give her medicine that way. Well, I took one of those. Okay. And attached uh, plastic tubing to the end of it. A very mm-hmm. long, thin plastic tube, and then um, because it's it's too flexible to bypass a lot of physical structures yes. inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, I uh, for real used a drinking straw. Okay, <laughs> and bent the end so that the the end of it is kind of U shaped. Okay. Okay. So you made a DIY pump. Uh, yeah. Okay, and, and then so then and, and then of course I have to do this. I don't have a partner, so I kind of have to do this with blind with yeah. just feeling. Mm-hmm. So I bypass a lot of biology to put a very very small tube mm-hmm. past my cervix, mm-hmm. and then use the plunger to uh, keep it. You know, just fill it up from okay. the cup and then plunge it in, and then uh, saline solution to just go ahead and push. Everything is in the tube. So the through. the saline doesn't like. It didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, right? Obviously, it's just saline solution, and I mean, I cut the top off, and I I throw stuff you put in your eyes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean, it, I, I I understand that. Yeah, this is the CVS uh, fertility kit. That okay. Yeah, yeah. Like everything's at CVS. Okay. Because no. I, the reason why I ask, and I'm like just so, because right. um, you know, similar to your process with the IVF, we have to give ourselves 
well, you don't have to do injections. We have to do injections, but one of the things we mix is saline solution with some of the uh, medicine to, to uh, stimulate the follicles so that they can get the egg out. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm brilliant. Didn't mm-hmm. even know that saline so, was part of the deal. Like, I probably upped my odds. With yeah. The, with so the yeah, now that I say it that way, you probably <laughs> made yourself more fertile. I probably did. I didn't yeah. even know. I just I was using it to push everything through the tube okay. so that nothing would be wasted. Okay. Okay. That That's was that smart. was the only and because it's saline and you could put it directly in your eye. I think yeah. That it would be fine. Yeah, mucous <laughs> membranes in your eye, mucous membranes, same yeah. thing. Same thing. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Okay, that's so, yeah. really smart. <laughs> no, you know how sometimes things just click. Yeah. That was an know. aha moment All right, for me. So, if somebody's taking notes right now, they're like, yeah. all right, go to CVS, buy the Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I, I don't have saline. to go through uh, this process at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, okay. Yeah. So you did that. Were you successful the first time, or I believe it was the second time okay. with my daughter, uh, with my son the first time. I think. Oh wow. Things just sort of were clicking. Sometimes they say the second is easier than the first, anyway. But it was, uh, oh, and then, you know, we, we kind of clocked my cycles so what I was doing this okay. on the, you know, pick the three most fertile days and mm-hmm. nail the one in the middle, you know. That's so cool. So did you, ha- did you use, like, a, I have an app that I keep up with my fertility. It's just a free app that I use. Like, did you yeah. do that or did you do the whole pen and paper and count days? I at the time I had a smartphone, but I don't think that app existed at the okay. time. So I was using the calendar on the smartphone. Okay, so 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 you just counted the days and yeah. figured out okay yeah. this is my fertility window. Right, and marked it. That's so and then, cool. You know, and then told him what the day was that we had to, mm-hmm. and it didn't. And uh, that's the other thing; it doesn't matter what time of day, really. Yeah. So you know. Okay. You do like. Whenever he was available, he would That's so cool, because yeah. with, with, um, with IVF, even though it's kind of the same process as far as the, the sperm, but the implantation is different. But um, they have to keep track of like when your cycle starts. Okay. And if it starts after 3 p.m., then you have to use the next day. Oh. So okay. it's really... It's it's slightly different. It's like a day a day behind, I guess. Okay. You know because I guess the the IVF doctor said if if it starts after three p.m. it's it's technically considered the next calendar day for fertility. I was like, wow. I okay, would, I did not I know, know that. But being that, twice, you, I had no being idea. that you picked that middle day. That's kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. sort of like, okay, well, these are the three days. And yeah. so just hit the middle of it. See, girl, you should Maybe. be a doctor. I'm telling you. I'm just, I'm just as smart. No, I'm <laughs> you are. I'm learning so much from you right now. You don't understand. And, and the thing is, so many people that are listening right now, um, like I belong to an IVF support group. Um, I belong to a group for women who have lost their babies, things like that. They're learning, they're listening 
Well, I should have said they're listening and they're learning from you, from your story. Mm -hmm. So for you, it might be that you're sharing your story with everyone, but like you're teaching people right now. Right. So, teaching and learning because I've learned two things right now. I didn't even know. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, no. So you say like maybe the second time. Yeah, the second month that we we did this, I and I honestly I wasn't really sure how long it would take. I was really like, oh, mm -hmm. you know. And the other thing is that I had tried to get pregnant before this, and mm -hmm. you know, like, oh my god, my my period's late. I'm gonna take a test, mm -hmm. and then stare at it for two solid minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. just crazy Maybe about it. If you're actually pregnant, that thing lights up. Yeah, immediately. Two minutes, one whatever. <laughs> if you actually have the hormone in your system, mm -hmm. that thing lights up <laughs> like immediately. Don't stare at even, it for two minutes. Even those dollar store ones work uh, right yeah. away. Like oh, you'll yeah. see two lines. Cents, Eighty cents, yeah. whatever. They work. Don't you'll, worry. You'll see the two lines. Don't pay right eleven dollars for that. Pay eighty-eight cents. It works the same way. It lights up like a Christmas tree. If oh, yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> Is that? That's what, the, uh, unfortunately, that's how I found out I was having an etop, egg topic. Pregnancy. Is it E topic or egg topic? I, uh, EC, egg topic. Egg topic. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know what it means, but I've never looked up the actual definition. It, you know, yeah, I can give like, you the definition, but it means a the, lot of scary shit. Yeah, it's yeah the, the baby is like somewhere outside of the uterus, mm -hmm. somewhere it's not supposed to be. And, well, mm -hmm. and this has never happened, but I'm just going to put that out here for everybody because like I told you, I'm blunt. There is a lady talking as loud as she can behind us. I know. But that's okay because, you know, it works. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Besides, I think she heard me. It got quiet. So, um, yeah, the, the baby is outside somewhere because I thought it just meant it was in the tubes but someone else told me they had a, um, a topic and the baby was like completely outside the, the uterus like by the vital organs yeah like in the body cavity somewhere. yeah I, I didn't know that was possible but you know yeah. it happens and once you have an ectopic pregnancy you can't there's no repairing the tubes those tubes are gone yeah, so yeah. yeah, that scares me. Oh. Yeah. Mm hmm So I mean I'm not I'm not trying to turn it morbid or anything, but you know. There there are a lot of people who've been through different scenarios that are listening and they're they're grateful that you're telling this story because I know I am. I'm learning so much and, and it gives me hope because I, I know I want, I'm going to have children. There's no want to. I'm going to. <laughs> you know? And so, listening to what you're telling me today and telling everybody, you know, it just, it, it, it's actually, I know you probably thought it was going to be sad stories and this and that. You know, there's going to be sad parts, but you're giving me hope and you're giving other people out there hope. So I just want to thank you in advance for, for doing this and explaining everything, you know. So we're at the point where you got pregnant. Okay. 
So, okay, when I got, I got pregnant with my daughter, and um, uh, I need to give you a little bit of my history, which is kind of sad. Okay. Um, before this um, pregnancy, uh, this was also the, the sperm donors, but uh, we had a, I had a pregnancy that um, I, I had to have a cerclage. Do you know what that is? No. It's a minor surgical procedure. Basically, they put stitches in places that only have Latin names. You're, uh, a, a, uh, if the, the baby gets too big, uh, the weight on your cervix can cause the cervix to open prematurely. Oh my. Which yeah. is not good. It's catastrophic oh, yeah. for the pregnancy. And um, I would like to talk about this because um, recently we had a, the governor voted or announced that the um, the abortion or and it's six weeks now or the decision to for an elective mm -hmm. abortion needs to be made at six weeks. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to make this point. I, mm -hmm. I went through this very difficult pregnancy. And so I needed a uh, minor surgical procedure, mm -hmm. and the uh, my insurance company covered a certain amount, but there was a remainder that they wouldn't pay, about $800, mm -hmm. and the hospital that I was going to have the surgery at mm -hmm. uh, demanded payment up front. So before they'll do the surplage, yeah. that that could or that ensures my healthy pregnancy and you know make sure the baby doesn't die yeah. I have to come up with 800 bucks yeah and they wouldn't let me pay it I pay it out they yeah. wouldn't do the no, surgery until they were paid in full and that was at 16 weeks oh wow okay so hospital administration gets to say we won't do the minor surgery to save the baby mm -hmm. at 16 weeks. They get to make that call. Right. The insurance company gets to do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to care if it has a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Functioning lungs, functioning liver, brain, nothing. Wow. They get to make arbitrary decisions that affect everyone in that doctor's office, the doctor, the patient, the surgeon, everyone has to abide by their arbitrary rule that serves nothing but their bottom line. Wow. And they are just trusted to make uh, good ju good judgment calls and moral decisions because they're wealthy, powerful in insurance yeah. agents or insurance um, companies. companies. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I, I think that's horrible. That's, that's what, what, it, what it is. Yeah. So I, I did come up with the money for the surplus, it was done, mm -hmm. and a week later it failed. Oh no. And I still, to this day, because I am not a doctor, I don't know if it failed because it was put in too late. I, I don't know if, delay, right. if the delay caused, caused it or if it was going to happen and there was nothing anybody could do. Oh, no. I honestly will never be able to answer that question. That's sad. But in order to, because now my my surgery has failed, uh, I was put on bed rest to because um, I was told that I said I was at 20, 
20 weeks. And uh, the again, the hospital administration, there's a lot of things that can happen or can be done at 23 weeks. Right, okay. Because, and they explained all this to me, the, it, before 23 weeks, the baby's lungs are not developed enough to absorb oxygen. So even if they put you on a respirator, I mean, basically, even if they give you medicine, even if they give the baby anything, it can't absorb oxygen. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it's not viable. Right. Until the lungs are, are at a certain point, and that point is 23 weeks. Okay. So if it's born before 23 weeks, it just can't survive, even in an incubator. Wow. That's, that's what was explained to me. Oh, wow. So they're not being cruel. They put me on bed rest, not to be mm -hmm. cruel, I understand. Yeah. They have solid medical reasons. Yeah. But it's their policy that they don't do a lot of the life-saving measures until 23 weeks because no matter what you do, if, they can't, if the baby can't breathe, they can't live. Exactly. But again, they have sound medical reasons for placing viability at 23 weeks. What are the sound medical reasons for my number to be six weeks? What are I want to exactly. hear what the sound medical reasons are? Exactly, because they had some. Because at six weeks, you don't even know. Like, uh, okay, I put it this way: if you have a cycle every 28 days. That's four weeks, right? Right. So, uh, four weeks. Some people are irregular. So, six weeks, you don't even know that you've missed anything. Right. Or, you know, they have what's called implantation leave. Right. So, you're thinking you're having your regular cycle. Right. You go another month, another cycle. You've already gone eight weeks. Yeah. That's already eight weeks past. So where yeah. does this six weeks go into play? It also, I mean, I was I was monitoring my, I was trying to get pregnant, so I'm monitoring myself pretty strictly and waiting for it. And I started taking pregnancy tests at eight weeks because that was when the, the hormones are, uh, I mean, that's when exactly. you kind of do it. And I was watching it. Yeah. You know, like it was a watched pot, and I was and, and yeah. six weeks would have been too soon for me yeah. to know. It's it's too soon for most people to know. And again, I I'm okay with the idea that there's a certain number of weeks, uh, past which we're talking about a, a thing that's a little too human to, to to just discount. Yeah, I'm okay with the idea that my my actions will be restricted at a certain point, or that all options are not on the table after a certain number of weeks. That's I'm okay with yeah. that idea. But I don't understand why my week, my number is six. Exactly. And their number is 23. And then um, that pregnancy, I actually, uh, I miscarried at 22 weeks. So, you know. Wow. Uh, dollar short and a day late, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just on the other the other side of the argument, real quick. If you're trying to decide to terminate a pregnancy, decide early. Because if okay, because if it's anything like miscarrying that late, 
it'll scar you for life. You'll, yeah. That's you should take care of it much sooner than that. Yeah. And not not and not just the emotional scars. There's physical and physical scars. scars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The later you wait, the more chances yeah. that you get you you may have an ectopic pregnancy. Right. You may have a miscarriage. Um, there are proper procedures that need to be followed uh, when you when you do abort the baby. You're supposed to go back for follow up and, and cleansing. There's a, there's right. a lot of things. Right. There's a lot of things. And you know that brings me back to the whole six weeks thing. There are going to be people who are going to try to do the DIY. Right. DIY. DIY. Yeah. And that's they're going to be dying from this. Um, scarring themselves, making it so they can't have babies in the future. So many things. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they just... I strongly advise against. I know I'm DIY queen here with the, the oh, that's CBS different. fertility that's different. kit. But I strongly against, yeah. advise against giving yourself minor surgery. Mm-hmm. That's not a good idea. That's completely <laughs> different, and no, I agree with no, you. That's a yeah. whole different thing, and... That I strongly advise you not to yeah. perform surgery on your own uterus. It's a bad idea. That's very and and um, I know it must have been hard for you, like uh, to to uh, lose a baby at 22 weeks. Yeah. So at that point, how did how did that make you feel? Did you feel like you wanted to just try again or? You know, my first thought was I, I have to try again, I have to try again, I have to get pregnant as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I calmed down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it is kind of important that you give your body the time to heal, the time to, you know, uh, to just, you, one, your cycle has to come back online. Yes. Everything has to start again. Um, and then there's just your emotional state has to stabilize. Yeah. Because there's some things that are just. It's just chemical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's postpartum on top of actual depression, on top of survivor's guilt, on top of... So there's just... Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's way off topic and, and a very long story, but my brain chemistry wasn't right for a year and a half after this. Oh, I wow. Mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't back to normal for nearly a year and a half. I believe it. Chemically-wise. I believe it. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I mean, and, and just... Briefly, I'll say, after I had my ectopic, um, the doctor told me I was bipolar and started putting me on medication. Now, that's been some years. I don't take that medication anymore. I don't have those feelings anymore. I'm thinking it was more of a PTSD type thing because of what I went through. And, you know, at that time, because like I said, I'm 43. This happened in my 20s. So at that time, they just called everything bipolar or depression or... Yeah, I, I would be really... Okay, Yeah. I know things are different now, but if I was a doctor trying to diagnose a mental illness so soon after mm-hmm. a, a, a topic pregnancy... Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like you should be slapped in the face for trying to... Make a di- I mean, mm-hmm. make a diagnosis with somebody whose brain chemistry is obviously not right. Exactly. <laughs> And that, that's my like, point. So there's I know. a giant reason why your brain yeah. chemistry would not be functioning normally. Yeah. So, 
So I, I know you must have gone through yeah. it. Oh no, it was yeah, it, it was nuts. And again, I we, that's a whole other podcast. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. we'll do that later. <laughs> so I had to give myself some time, mm-hmm. and then um, I, the the baby's daddy was surprisingly supportive. I, he that's was good. Uh, he he did ask if I was worried this would all happen again. And I was. Yeah, there's always <laughs> okay. that, <fear. laughs> you know, yeah. that That was a, a legitimate fear. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't shut it down. So. Okay. Uh, and, and so then, and we did have, uh, and so uh, then with my daughter, I did uh, make it into the third trimester. Okay. So at that point, uh, if you've had, if you have a history of, uh, rough pregnancies they give you uh, a hormone progesterone it's the hormone that your body makes but they want it boosted in you if you've had issues so my doctor prescribed it and then the nurse said the insurance company covered the little bottle the little vial but they would not cover the nurse injecting so I had to learn to, to give my own injections. Yeah. <laughs> now, were they in your stomach or? Uh, I was using my thigh. Uh, okay. She said, she, basically, she was like, uh, they, you know, the, they cover the medicine, and then I'm going to misplace the syringe right here, but I have to leave the room for this, which, again, I, it's some weird thing between hospitals, OBs, and insurance companies, and yes. I don't understand what it is. But I'd like to point out that insurance companies get to just deny coverage for whatever they feel like anytime they want. And this is third trimester. Wow. Okay, and they just get to say, like, this per and, you know, there's an obvious risk with this pregnancy. There's all this stuff. But they get to just say, I don't care. Yeah. We don't cover that. You're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, and uh, there's a vaccination... It's called TDAP, and I don't know what that stands for. It's an acronym. Mm-hmm. But the insurance company got to say, all right, doctors highly recommend you get it in the third trimester mm-hmm. so because it inoculates both you and the baby at the same time, and the baby's oh, wow. born with this vaccination. Of okay. course, I, I think it's the T is tuberculosis or something like that. Okay. So the doctor, your OB will highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Then your insurance doesn't cover it. Nice. <laughs> Like it's gonna be helpful, but so, and again, I managed to get it, but we can't talk about how because yeah. I, I can't. I That's want that out in the world. Yeah, I want to protect people's ability to have access to vaccinations when insurance companies mm-hmm. say, you know, it's recommended by your doctor, but we just arbitrarily decided we don't cover it for the baby in the third trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, it, it's sad. That's why a lot of people use outside yeah. sources for other things but you know yeah. I know I'm grinding an axe but it's alright <laughs> yeah it's, I mean but at least you have now you say you have two I have two okay so you have two successful pregnancies and two beautiful children two beautiful babies yeah yep. so I mean that's that's gotta be oh yeah and so you have a um a, a, a mutual relationship with baby daddy or yes uh, I tell people it's a little bit like we got divorced but mm-hmm. we were never married so we don't hate each other right it's we just kind of worked it out and so I he, he wants to see the kids later today so we'll, oh, okay. well, <laughs> we just we just coordinate it you know mm-hmm. um, 
and and so he they know who he is. They spend time with him. They have a relationship with him. Because that's what I was going to ask. Is you know, is there like visitation or you know? <laughs> Again, we're yeah. way off contract. In the original yeah. contract, there was none. None of this existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, that's basically something we worked out mm-hmm. after. Well, that's cool though. I mean, I'm. I'm glad that, it, you know, even though you had one, you know, tragedy, there's success at the end, you know. Um, I guess you would call uh, your daughter your rainbow baby, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's your rainbow baby. That's so sweet, you know. I, I just, I hope to get there one day. Like, yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Like, you're, you're my inspiration right now. And I feel really good about it. I mean... I don't know if there's anything else you would like to share, or... Uh, I have one more story, because I told you I went pretty far down the adoption route. Mm -hmm. Uh, Far enough that I actually fostered children for a minute. wow. And I have a a friend that was also a a foster parent, and so we babysat for each other. We kind of covered each other. Yes. Um, And so this is her story, but I'm going to tell it. She had a, a... foster to adopt. Uh, she So she had a foster son in her house, and he was, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, I think maybe just over a year old, he was a toddler, yeah. when he came to her, and um, he had, uh, they didn't know exactly what was going on with him, they thought he might be autistic, mm-hmm. and um, they Usually, even with adopted kids, you have uh, a family history. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the process. They will, you kind of know what they are or where they're from. Right. He was, uh, he was no joke abandoned at a fire station. Yeah, I was about to say. It sounds like he was left yeah, on the steps. He was, he okay, but he was left on the steps of the fire station, strapped into a. Uh, uh, yeah, the car seat thing oh, no. with two bottles of formula, mm. blanket. She, I imagine this person is young and alone because an older person with more family around them probably wouldn't have felt that desperate. This yeah, is no. what I'm trying to say. But what I think is that this person was struggling and now the baby has problems that she doesn't understand. Okay, okay, with the autism and the weird head thing. So it might So not. she, I mean, she abandoned yeah. her baby. She, she abandoned this kid in the, the best place, the best situation to try and get him mm-hmm. to somebody that could take exactly. care of him. Okay? Yeah. It's kind of sad for her because, I mean, the, the foster parents didn't know anything about autism. They didn't know anything. They took classes. They, they went to a doctor who gave referred them to a specialist who referred them to somebody else. I mean, they they didn't know anything walking into that. And then not knowing so, the history. Right, yeah, and he's, um, I told her that she should just tell him that he's Puerto Rican, because he's kind of like, he's obviously kind of a mix, a mix of a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, just tell him he's Puerto Rican. Just <laughs> well, you know, now that nowadays you can just buy a DNA test yeah, at, at the probably, Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can probably figure it out. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it, they found out that he had a tumor on it sitting on the base of his spine, mm, and it was caused. And a different one on his pituitary gland was also down there. Oh no! So he had brain surgery twice before he was two years old. Oh, okay. Sad. 
Well, no, because it turns out that he wasn't autistic at all. It yeah. turns out that the pressure on the base of his spine was causing all of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And removing the tumor and removing part of his pituitary gland completely fixed the problem. Uh, by the, he did have a lot of physical therapy and a lot of stuff. Uh, but and in the process, they adopted him. Okay. But she walked her perfectly healthy five-year-old adopted son to kindergarten. She, you know, uh, she, it, I mean, it was rough, and they were, they were getting ready for it to be way worse. Wow. They were really sitting, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I think about his, bio, his biological mom, it's sad for her, because she could have done all of those things. She could have done it. She could have walked her healthy son to kindergarten. Exactly. But she didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so it's sad for her, but also her plan worked perfectly, okay? Mm -hmm. She didn't know what was going on. She didn't know how to take care of him. And so leaving him where she left him, completely, you know, like getting him to people who would take him in and get him to the doctor and get the surgery and do the things, it all worked perfectly. Yeah. That her plan came off beautifully, and he has a loving family. I don't know. Uh, oh, I was going to ask about uh, IVF. Yeah, okay. I, uh, because I never went that route. Mm -hmm. When they, do they actually put the sperm and egg together outside of your body and they put a fetus inside? Embryo. In, in, yes. Sorry, yeah. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, because the, I, I learned a lot. There's a I'm probably mispronouncing it. There's a blastose phase. I think it's called blastose. Okay. The in the beginning, so they get the egg, and then when they implant it, as it starts dividing in the beginning, okay, is the blastose phase, and then is the embryo once it's finished dividing and it starts growing. Okay. So what? So at what point do they? So what they do is they extract the egg, they fertilize it, like you know how people used to say test tube baby. Mm -hmm. They fertilize it outside, so they they you have to don't basically donate your sperm, and the doctor puts right. the two together. They grow it to embryo, and basically it's like I want to say six to eight weeks, eight weeks. Okay. So they freeze it at eight weeks. So um, you can have, uh, they've had people um, have frozen eggs for like 15 years. So it's okay. frozen at eight weeks. You can freeze the sperm up to 10 years. It's but once it's an embryo, because okay. it's an embryo at this point, right? they can freeze that for, they said they've had people do it up to 15 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, once it's in that stage... Man, chicken kind of tastes weird after a, I know, month, right? like a month. I can't... No freezer burn here, though. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> this is like cryo. Right. You know? I was going to say, I, was say, I wouldn't eat yeah, no. chicken that was had been frozen for 15 They have to go through the whole... Uh, what is it, what's it called? I know it's the cryo is the short term right. for it, but... I, don't, I can't even think right now. But um, they have to go through that whole uh, process. And so it's frozen right now. Like, think about the movies where the people are 
you know? Yeah, where they're frozen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then they pop out of that tube yeah. and make coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no so way. It's basically like that. So they, the, the embryo is, is cryogenically, that's what it's cryogenically. called. Cryogenically okay. uh, frozen at eight weeks. Okay. And um, whenever my husband and I are ready, they will then thaw it and implant me, and the baby will be eight weeks in, in me okay. when they implant me. And um, usually they, they wait until you're about, you know, uh, three months to, to make sure that it's going to be viable. You know, but um, once you're implanted and once you're past that little, um, I guess, um, I'll call it security blanket phase, you know, okay. once you're out of, out of the danger zone, then you just start going to regular doctor's um, appointments, OBGYN. Okay. So um, you still see an OBGYN once you get implanted, but you have to see an endocrinologist as well. So I know a lot of people think endocrinologists are just for cancer, but endocrinologists do the in vitro fertilization as well. Okay, I didn't so, know that. Yes. So I'm seeing an endocrinologist for the in vitro fertilization. Oh. And um, I had to give myself like rounds of injections, um, the progesterone right. and, progesterone. Um, you know, different things to stimulate the follicles to get the, um, the uh, egg uh, uh, ready for uh, extraction. And then um, I'm going to have to go through another round of uh, injections and everything to get my body ready for the um, pregnancy before they can uh, implant the baby. Okay. So it's it's a long process. I mean, I feel like you literally go through nine months before you even yeah. <laughs> have to go through the nine months. <laughs> nine months before yeah. the nine months. Yeah, nine <laughs> months before the nine months. So basically, I'm in that part right now. So uh, the the egg is fine. The embryo is fine. Okay. Like uh, anybody who's ready could be implanted with that embryo. So um, they actually tested the baby. I already know what what the gender is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell everybody now okay, it's gonna right. be a surprise. Right, I, right. I know what the gender is, and um, <laughs> I even know that it's a healthy baby. There's no um, defects. Okay. So, I mean, for me, that that wouldn't have mattered, but it is nice to know that oh, I yeah. do have a healthy baby. Yeah. So, um, Also, that's the kind of thing you might not want to be surprised by. That's yeah. the kind of thing you want some time to think about. So, yeah, you, know, you need to prepare. Right. And not to sound yeah. funny, but I'm not rich. Right. And I know it takes yeah, money it to... I mean, yeah. yeah. And it's definitely so, not something you want to find out the day the kid's born. Exactly. In that very emotional state. Just, oh, by the way. Yeah. You know. Your baby, you know, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <sighs> yeah. And that's how it used to be back in the day. I know. But, uh, you know, things have changed. So um, I already know the gender. I already know the health. And um, so now it's just up to my body to accept it and um, me to go through the process with the medications and the injections like I'm supposed to and uh, once I have that um, that embryo implant, implanted 
like I said, I start going to an OBGYN just like any other pregnancy. Right. Um, you know, I, I may, just because I'm considered high risk, the doctor may want to see me more often. But um, once you're implanted, it's a normal pregnancy. Yes. So, um, I just, I noticed once I was, um, once I was categorized as high risk, they sent me to a different OB. Mm-hmm. That OB has the good sonogram. Yes. They can see everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the picture's way clearer. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Uh-huh. If, if you're, uh, if you get categorized as high risk, they send mm-hmm. you to the good yeah, uh, ultrasound machine. <laughs> yeah, like I, they want to see everything in this kid now. <laughs> I have, let's just put it this way: the, at the endocrinologist, they have an ultrasound machine that looks like it should be sold at at, at uh, like one of those uh, places you see off the highway. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, they're just fine. I mean, you can yeah. say, but but basically, no. Can, I mean, it's a, it's. The good machine, but it looks like a a, a toy. It looks like a toy. Yeah, oh, no. like it, it's it doesn't go on the outside. It's an internal ultrasound. Okay, the um, <laughs> they well okay with me. They did the one inside when the uh, very early on. Yeah, it was real small, and then they switched to the one on the outside. Yeah, I mean, you can see it, everything. Yeah, 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 and you see everything. The like. The one, or you know, the regular one is—it's fine. But basically, you look at the mm-hmm. screen, like, all right, it's, it's blurry, mm-hmm. mess, you know. But oh no, <laughs> the, the good one, like, it looks like—I don't know, like the like a, of a sci-fi movie, yeah. you know, like it's like the yeah. holodeck on some TV show, mm-hmm. and like the screen's huge, and you can see like the whole baby's face yeah. and everything. I mean, oh. it's just—they got the good one. Yeah, I mean, you could actually see. The individual, individual, individual follicles. You can see yeah. how thick the lining is. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no, they. It's everything. Like. Yeah. I, it's not your mama's ultrasound machine right. from the seventies. Exactly. <laughs> like. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's like some science fiction crap. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, that. That's what the the endocrinologist, you know, has that equipment, and then the OBGYN that I see, you know, because you know I will be high risk. He has the whole. I mean, it looks like a surgical unit in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm just grateful that, yeah. fortunately, my insurance covered all of the diagnostics. But unfortunately, they don't cover any of the medicine or the actual IVF process. So, okay. I've had to beg, borrow, and, you know, we won't say the rest. Right, yeah. So, but, uh, baby's gonna yeah. be here. Yeah, baby's gonna come. One it's, way or the no, other. I believe it will happen. Yes. It will happen. Yes. yes. Thank yeah. you. And I, I, I really appreciate that. It's just, it's, um, it's saddening because you know everybody wants a traditional pregnancy, but at the same time, I'm grateful that I have a husband that understands. Yeah. Because um, you know, and this is a story for another time because this is actually my second marriage. Okay. So. 
Yeah, we need to do another one of these. Yeah. Because we have more stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but my husband, you know, like like in school, you have a rough draft and then you have the, the oh, final yeah. copy. Right. This is the final copy. This is the one I'm keeping, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> but thank you again. I know yes. I've been talking your ear off, I'm sure. Oh, I spent the whole first hour talking about everything <laughs> in the world. No. no. I love it. And, yeah. and, you know, we'll definitely have you back I just want to take this time and thank everybody for listening to Tea Time with Ava join us again for another segment of Tea Time with Ava today's special guest was Melissa if you want to hear more please let me know because we will have her back and if you would like to come on the show let me know that as well and we can spill some tea bye for now and have a great day